recognize your wins. Don't set goals that are unrealistic and be excited. The fact that you even made a dollar on the internet is huge. Congratulations. There are people that will never make a dollar on the internet. You are incredible. And two, don't change everything at once like I did. If some, I just talked to one of my clients about this because she's doing really well. She has a self-liquidating offer that's just $27. She's getting incredible traffic coming in. They're, they're going to the purchase page that they're not buying. And so she's like, I got to figure out why they're not buying. I've had so many people hit that page and not purchase. So I changed a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, no! What's the worst day you've ever had? Mine was receiving the news that I was a victim of a scheme where I lost thousands of dollars to a fraudulent business education program. Sound familiar? Hopefully not. It is my mission to inspire entrepreneurs to conquer imposter and shiny object syndrome, step into leadership, and create an engaged audience. But the real question is, how do we actually do it? Join me on my journey as I learn and implement strategies alongside successful entrepreneurs. My name is Mac, and this is the Surviving Entrepreneurship Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to the episode. We are here back again with Chantel Turner. She's been so gracious and so generous to come back for another round and talk to us again about everything going on in her life right now. As you might remember in the past episode, she was here before. So please check that episode out because the value is just so amazing. But briefly, she is the um, the creator of a brand known as Not Yet Notable, which is focused on helping coaches and course creators grow highly active and engaged communities around their brands. She's also co-authored many books, four books actually, which include Million Dollar Story, which recently hit number one bestseller. And I can't go without saying that she's also the creator of Stronger Mommy, which is a, a, a platform, a group for parents who have special needs children. So Chantel, welcome back to the, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, like I said, last time it was just full of knowledge, full of value. Thank you for being here again. Um, just briefly tell us a little bit, just for those who haven't been able to see the, uh, to listen to the past episode, just give us a little bit about your, uh, your origin story. Well, first off, thanks for having me back. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to the previous one, um, real quick, I won't go into the whole thing. I definitely suggest you go back and listen to that. But the thing of it is, is I was happily building a corporate career. And then I got pregnant with my one and only daughter, not my first, but my only. And uh, she had a stroke during birth. And this totally changed the trajectory of what we thought our lives were going to look like. We ended up with a mountain of medical debt. My husband was traveling 80% of the year for work while I was working full-time in corporate dropping her off at daycare, getting up at 4.30 in the morning, commuting hours a day to and from work. And all of this medical debt, I knew that I needed a way to cover those bills, but I couldn't get another job. There just was not space in my calendar for that. I couldn't be away from my child any longer. And so I found out that you could actually make money on the internet. The first product that a friend actually tried to get me to sell, I did not do well with that at all. It wasn't something that I believed in. It was something that works for a lot of people. It's not a bad product. It just wasn't the product for me to promote. And eventually I ended up finding something in another company that really was in alignment with what I was looking for. It did something incredible for me. And I started sharing that with other people. It grew very rapidly. I built a wonderful network marketing team. Um, people I'm still friends with today. I, you know, trips and cars and, and, and covered all of our medical bills. Uh, and eventually I hit a plateau. And this happens a lot of times. You hit this big boom and then you kind of level off. And when I leveled off, I was looking for who do I really serve? What kind of what kind of community can I really help? And I wanted to help other parents that had children with special needs just like I did. And so I founded a brand called Stronger Mommy with the focus of helping those special needs parents get the resources, services, support, and community that they needed 
for themselves and for their children. And so uh, I opened up a Facebook group, totally random, but I had joined other groups and they were so negative. And this is something terrible about women, but women especially love to tear each other down. And it breaks my heart. I don't understand why we feel the need to be so vicious, but especially you put a keyboard in front of them and they get that keyboard confidence and they just they tear each other down. And so I'm in these support, quote unquote, you can't see my quotes, but support groups for these special needs parents. And I would see someone ask a question and instead of getting help and support and kindness, they would get torn apart. And I thought, why am I participating in this group with all this negativity trying to provide help? I'm going to start my own and I'm going to make sure that we don't have negativity, that we are truly a support group. And this is the thing about the internet. I want everyone out there to know, sometimes you might see a post that does not resonate with you. It's okay not to comment. I know, I know, I know. It's crazy. But you don't have to comment on every post you see on the internet. So that was something big that I really tried to teach the community. And from zero to six months, we grew. Uh, in, in, in that short amount of time, we had close to 3,000 members join our group all organically, not running ads, not driving traffic, just organically joining the group. I had Facebook reach out and invite me to be a part of what they call their power admins because I had one of the most engaged groups on Facebook. And it was truly full of positive people supporting each other. And so from there, I had other entrepreneurs that were wanting to connect and figure out how I had built that group because I only manage it 15 minutes a day at the absolute most. Yet I have this incredibly engaged group that continues to grow. And so um, over the last couple of years, I've really transitioned. I still support that group. They still help there. But I've transitioned to helping other entrepreneurs build a movement around their message and a community of people that know, like, and trust them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. There's so much there. Um, we have to, we have to break that down. Um, because I think, um, finding something you're passionate about, finding something that you, you know, you can wake up when you're not feeling good and still do the work is important, right? Because things get old, even if it's lucrative in air quotes, but you're not happy doing it. It doesn't, you know, when the, when it's raining outside and you just want to lay down, like it's harder to do those things. So I'm really glad you mentioned that. Um, and talking about the product is not for everyone. So like, what is, obviously you've, you've done, you've talked about some of the um, issues you had with your daughter and with the bills and everything else. But when it came to building the business, what is a, what kind of hurdles did you face? Um, and how did you overcome them um, just specifically on the business side? Yeah. So when I first got started online, um, I actually came from a corporate sales career, but it was inbound sales. So I worked in a hotel in their audio visual department and we did all of these big setups for corporate events. And so I would sell all of the, all of the equipment and things for those events. But these were people that had already booked the hotel. It was, I called it lazy sales. It was, they had already booked the hotel. All I had to do was call up and be like, Hey, you're already coming. Do you need some stuff for your meeting? Right? I mean, we had competition and stuff, but it was easy and I did incredibly well in that role. But when I, so when I transitioned online, I think it was a bit of a shock to me because I was like, I'm good at sales. This is going to be easy. And it wasn't easy at all because it was a totally different beast in realizing that I had to form a relationship with these totally random strangers on the internet, get them to trust me enough to give me money. And I didn't really understand. This is something that so many people miss. And it took me years to understand. 
I was so, fo- we, we get so focused on our own stuff. Like we're so passionate about the thing we do. We learn all the ins and outs of it. Russell Brunson calls it the techno babble, right? We learn all the ins and outs of the thing. And so I'm like, Hey, I have this thing that I sell at the time. It was a course for this stronger mom and community. And I'm like, here's all this stuff included. Let me tell you about the 38 videos inside this thing, right? Like, cause some, nobody wants to know that they're going to have to do a ton of work to get the answer. And that was the biggest hurdle that I had to learn was that the, the amount of work that I had put in the amount of time and energy that I had put into building the thing, how many videos were in it, how many hours of information was in it, how many additional PDFs and resources was a part of it. None of that was the thing that the parents wanted. They wanted the transformations. They wanted the solutions. They wanted to know how to go from miserable, exhausted, burnt out, and feeling like a crappy parent to having answers to the questions that they had, to finding the solutions and to getting those resources, not all the crap in between. And so I think when you're out there and you start getting excited, because that's what happens, we get excited about that product or service we're offering, especially in affiliate marketing, when you really dig your heels in and you start to get excited, you learn the ins and outs. And then unfortunately, all the ins and outs of the product come out of your mouth in your marketing. And that is a marketing killer. So I would say the biggest thing that, that, that I learned over the last five or six years of being online is nobody gives an SHIT about how you got from point A to point B. They want to know what's at the end of the tunnel and and what that light is going to do for them. Yeah, that well said, very well said. Um, Because I think as far as I know, I'm, I'm just like, I'm just so amazed about the things you're saying because those are things that I believe. Those are the features and benefits, right? I came from, a, you know, selling electronics and yeah, I could do this for you. And, you know, we have like the Samsung has this, Apple doesn't, blah, 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 right? And you're used to talking like that, but nobody cares. Okay, thanks. All right. <laughs> you know, nobody cares. So I think that's amazing that you said that. Um, now, what is a common myth about working online or creating an online business or being an entrepreneur that you might want to debunk today? I would say that maybe a big common myth, and especially what I do, is that having a big following means big money. Right. So we see these big influencers and they have hundreds of thousands or millions of fans on the internet. Or you see people that are saying, Hey, I have a Facebook group of a hundred thousand people and I'm going to show you how to get a hundred thousand people in your Facebook group or even 10,000 people. And you're like, Ah, if I just had 10,000 followers, if I just had a group of 10,000 people. That's what I needed. And the sad part is those are vanity metrics. Those, those do not pay the bills. If you have a list of people that is a hundred thousand people deep, but not a single person on that list has ever you given, ever given you money, it's worthless. And so I think the big thing that I focus on is when we build communities, when we build, you know, movements around your message, we're looking for the, the dream 50 to a hundred people to start with. I don't need, I have seen people that have made their first five-figure launch in their brand new business, in their brand new niche by only bringing in 250 people organically into their group. And I've seen other people that have spent thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on ads to grow a group, but it was too broad. It was a bunch of people that didn't care about each other and they made $0 in profit off of it. So I think that's the big thing. Stop focusing on the, the vanity metrics and look at who are you truly trying to serve? What's the best way to serve them? And how do you get those people to come to you? Focus on serving those few people and it will grow very rapidly. 
Nice. So once we get over or once we get through the vanity metrics, once we get past that, what's then the the blueprint? What's the blueprint to success? Um, and as far as creating a, a movement or creating a community, um, as you would explain it to maybe a 10 or 15 year old. Yeah. So word of mouth, right? Especially if we're going to talk about the maybe 10, 15 year olds, right? Word of mouth is more meaningful than anything else on this planet. When, when we read something, we kind of take it and we're like, okay, maybe. But when Joe, your best friend tells you that so-and-so is a jerk and you should never talk to them again, it doesn't matter what you read about Joe in the newspaper. You're like, I don't know, but my best friend said Joe's a jerk. So I'm going to leave him alone. I'm not going to talk to him. Like word of mouth can be so negatively or positively powerful. And so for me, I'm really focused on who are those few people that I can serve at the highest level? Because if we're for everyone, we're honestly for no one. Because mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I'm saying this product, right, we talked about this a little bit. If this product is for you, let's say water, okay? I know there are, there's an alkaline water system out there. We'll clarify. I never have, nor do I sell this. So just to be clear, I, I do not sell this thing because you'll probably want to buy it at the end here. But the thing is, right? So let's say it's alkaline water and it does all these magic. It, it, it helps relieve stress in your body. It helps you feel more refreshed when you drink it. You have more energy. You can stay awake. You can sit down on the floor and play with your kids, this, that, and the other. Okay. But if I start talking to everyone about this incredible water, nobody really knows if it's for them. So I'm like, Oh, well, if you're old, it can actually help reduce uh, the amount of, of, you know, wrinkles on your face. Well, the 12 year old listening to me that, that doesn't have any wrinkles or the 20 year old is like, well, I guess it's not for me. And then I'm like, oh, and if you're, if you're super young, you're, you're fresh in your 20s, this is really going to you know, help uh, attract that hot guy to you. And then the old people are like, oh, well, it's not for me. I'm not trying to attract the hot guy. So all I did was tell both sides of that spectrum that this thing probably isn't for them when I thought I was attracting everyone. And so instead, you have to pick that one person. You know, Maybe I'm picking uh, Jessica. She's a mom of two. She's 45. She commutes every day into a corporate office. She's feeling exhausted because she's got to deal with the kids in the morning. She comes home at the end of the day feeling burnt out. And the problem is she feels like a really crappy mom because she's always snapping at her kids. She doesn't have time to eat right. She doesn't have time to exercise. And the little bit of time a day she gets for herself, she feels guilty about. Well, you know what, Jessica, let me tell you about how alkaline water can absolutely change your life. Because if you drink this alkaline water three times a day, you're going to wake up in the morning before your alarm goes off and you are going to feel refreshed. And you're actually going to be able to get in a 30 minute workout before your kids ever even wake up. And you're going to enjoy that workout so much more. Your recovery time is going to be faster because you're going to finish that workout with another glass of this alkaline water. And then you're going to go to work and you're going to have all this energy. You're going to feel amazing at work. You're going to be much more productive. And when you drive home, you're actually going to still have energy to sit on the floor and play with your kids. You're going to drink one more glass of alkaline water before you go to bed, and you're going to have the best night of sleep of your life. Does Jessica want that glass of alkaline water? I want it. (laughs) Right? Because I spoke to one person. Because I talked to her and her pain points and her problem. And that's the piece that so many people miss is that they're talking to everyone and they're actually talking to no one. I really should sell the water because everybody... <laughs> I, okay, so uh, I mean, <laughs> that was awesome. Like, I want to buy the aquamarine water. I mean, but, you made it up too. I don't know that it does that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we just this is this is just an example, guys. <laughs> we don't know if this actually does this, but but I think there's something you, you did a couple of things that low key some people might not have caught. You named your avatar. You named her Jessica, right? And you're talking to Jessica. And the other thing I've heard, and I want your opinion on this. 
when you talk to one person and you're talking to Jessica, for example, it doesn't mean Jessica's the only one that could benefit. You are talking to Jessica, but around the periphery, maybe Jessica's husband or Jessica's boyfriend, or maybe Jessica's best friend who's not, doesn't have kids, you know? So now you, even though you're only talking to Jessica, Jessica's not the only one that can hear that message and benefit. What do you think about that? Yeah. So there's a couple things that happens, right? So people think, oh, but if I only talk to Jessica, that's one client. No, no. There's like a hundred million Jessicas on this planet. You're good. Like you can talk to just Jessica. You don't need anyone else in that circle. I guarantee you there's enough business from just Jessica's out there, right? That will go, oh my God, that's me. But what happens is whenever you're doing anything in marketing, you want people to be able to raise their hand as the one person reading that message. You need them to raise their hand as often as possible and say, oh my gosh, that's me. So as I say these things that I'm talking, I'm picturing Jessica, I'm talking specifically to Jessica, which helps me format my marketing, stay on track, create a cohesive story that somebody can follow. Now, even though it might not be your story, right? You're not Jessica, but you're sitting there and you're going, yeah, but I'm feeling exhausted when I wake up in the morning. Me too. Oh, I'm, I'm hating my job every day because I don't feel like I have the energy to get through the day. Me too. And you're constantly raising your hand, but I've created a story about a person. And instead of it being a story about me or a story about her, it's a story about us where you can raise your hand and say, me too. And then it's okay because there are some people that are going to read that story. They're going to get a few minutes in and they're going to go, I feel amazing every day when I wake up. I love 4.30 in the morning. Man, that is my jam. I'm up at 4.30. I don't need your stinking water. Like I feel so good. I love my job. I'm an amazing parent. Good. I want that person that this is not a good fit for to GTFO as fast as possible. I want you to read the first five lines of my sentence and go, yeah, not for me and move on. You need to be so clear that this is either 100% for this person or not for this person. And the faster you can let your marketing sort yes or no for people, the more effective it will be. Oh man. Wow. That (laughs) I don't like, this is, this is amazing, guys. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I'm learning so much myself, or at least things that my mentors and coaches have told me. I'm like, yeah, she's right. She's right. She's right. <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit. Going back to um to your business, what is what is the biggest? What is one of your biggest failures in business that you could think of, and how did you learn from it? Or how did you pivot from it? Yeah. So technically you could look at Stronger Mommy and say, I I would look at Stronger Mommy and say it was a failure. And so many other people look at it and see the success. And why I say that I look at it and see the failure um, is because... So I came in, right? I had some success in the network marketing thing. I decided to hire my first ever coach. I spent $5,000. This was in 2015 at the time. That was a ridiculous amount of money for me to spend with a coach. Um, I spent considerably more than that now, but at the time that was insane. And I spent $5,000 and I thought I was spending five thousand dollars to learn how to get more people into my network marketing business. So for me, I went in looking to buy a t-shirt. And what I learned instead was how to run ads, how to do affiliate marketing, um, how to kind of refine my avatar, how to be clear on some of the things we talked about here. But I never really was able to con- like get it to work for the network marketing thing. And so I thought I was buying a t-shirt and I left with a pair of pants. And I always felt a little left down, let down. Like, cool thanks for the pants. But I wanted the shirt. Like I came for the shirt. I spent $5,000 for the shirt and I got a pair of pants. In the end, I was really glad that I got my pants because that's what taught me how to run ads. It's what taught me 
uh, that I could build something around a movement that I had a message to get out there. It's where Stronger Mommy originated from and where I, I met other mentors and continued to up-level my skills. Um, but when I first started Stronger Mommy, I also did what, what I was told to do, which is an ask campaign. Many people have probably heard about that. I asked all of the people within my target market, so special needs parents, uh, a lot of questions. But the two big ones were, what is the biggest thing that you wish you knew sooner? Like that you already know now, but you wish you knew sooner about parenting a child with special needs. And what's the biggest thing you're struggling with? And they gave me the answers. I categorized those into groups. I recorded 38 videos into a course that I called Stronger Mommy University. And then I tried to sell it. And I was like, well, I know how to run ads. I built my first ever funnel. I recorded my first ever video sales letter. Uh, neither were pretty at all. <laughs> and, uh, and I started running ads. I spent $15 in ads and I sold $347 worth of the course. Now, Hopefully you're out there going, oh my God, that's incredible. If you're not, I want you to realize that if you spend $15 in ads and you make $300 plus, this is incredible ROI. And I should have just dumped every dollar I had into ads, left everything alone and scaled the crap out of that. But I didn't because me in that moment was like, I'm going to run $15 in ads and I'm going to sell a thousand of these things. That was my mindset at the time right? Like I'm brand new at the time. I'm like, I'm going to crush this internet marketing thing. And when I didn't crush it, I considered it a failure. Mm -hmm. So I changed everything. And by changing everything, I tanked it and I could not fix it to save my life. I continued to spend two years trying to shove that product down people's throats. And I pushed and pushed and pushed harder and harder and harder because I had spent so much time, money and energy building it out that I had to sell it. And this is where my failure came. I was so focused on making that money, on getting those sales, on getting those thousand people that I had wanted to buy the thing that I was no longer focused on what the thing could do for people. And because of that, it wasn't successful. I built an incredible community. I served a ton of people that still follow me today. But I didn't make that money back. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I ruined that entire thing when I could have just pivoted or kept it as it is. And so I think if you're sitting out there and you're going, well, how do I avoid that failure? One, recognize your wins. Don't set goals that are unrealistic and be excited. The fact that you even made a dollar on the internet is huge. Congratulations. There are people that will never make a dollar on the internet. You are incredible. And two, don't change everything at once like I did. If some, I just talked to one of my clients about this because she's doing really well. She has a self-liquidating offer that's just $27. She's getting incredible traffic coming in. They're, they're going to the purchase page that they're not buying. And so she's like, I got to figure out why they're not buying. I've had so many people hit that page and not purchase. So I changed a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, no, I did that. And that's so wrong. Don't change everything. You have to change one thing at a time so that you know what thing makes the difference? Because it's probably some little tiny silly thing, like maybe you didn't even connect your buy button and that's it. And you could have had a ton of sales, except you changed everything and you ruined it like I did. Wow. Yeah. Life lessons, guys. <laughs> Those are real, real life lessons. Um, <laughs> great. So what is, if you, if you could step into my shoes um, as as a podcast host, what would you have asked yourself as in you being Chantel that I haven't asked you? Oh, that's a hard one. What would I ask myself? Um, I would say, uh, I guess I would ask like, 
how do you make sure not to repeat the mistakes of the past, right? Because unfortunately, and we see it in society today, look at, <laughs> look at where we are with what's going on with, and we won't get political in any way, but with everything that's going on, we are repeating our past mistakes over and over and over again. And whether we repeat that, like we do it in a way where we don't realize that we're making the same mistake, right? This is, this is why it happens is that we're conditioned as human beings to do things a certain way. And so um, for me, a lot of times I'm very driven by results. I'm an extremely results-driven person. Um, And not just my results, but the results I can get for others. I get so damn excited when one of my clients has a win. Like I'm like, yeah, I won. And then I move on if it's for me. I'm like, woohoo, that thing worked. Awesome, right? It's like a two-minute celebration. But man, if I help you get your first dollar on the internet, you damn well better be sure I'm throwing a freaking party over here. I'm so excited. Like, you made a dollar and you're like, yeah, it's a dollar. I'm like, no, 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 it's a, like a whole dollar that you made on the internet. This is incredible. This is your first dollar. I'm so excited. And so um, for me, it's about not repeating those mistakes where I expect this incredible outcome. And then when I don't receive the level of excitement and expectation of that outcome, I, I tend to self-sabotage mm. over and over and over again. And so um, one of the ways that I'm correcting that is by setting very clear 90-day targets. And a lot of times those 90-day targets are not financially based. I think that's something else too. Like when you focus on just the income, it, it becomes really hard to hit those numbers. Instead, what are all the things that you can do that will get that number to the income you need? So for me, it might be, okay, cool. I know if I do 100 phone calls, I can convert 50% of them into my low ticket offer. Cool. Then my goal for the next 90 days this is totally arbitrary, but like my goal for the next 90 days might be to do 100 phone calls. Okay, cool. How do I get 100 people on the phone with me? And it's, it's really a process of working backwards. And I, if I'm only looking at those 90 days, it doesn't mean that I don't set goals that are five years out. You totally should. But that's the big piece that I missed early on was that I was setting these incredible targets. I was pulling numbers out of my butt with no realistic expectation or knowledge of like... When the first person asked me, well, Chantal, why did you think you'd get a thousand people to buy your course? Because I wanted a thousand people. There was no, there was no research or market or anything that said I should have a thousand people. I wanted a thousand, so I sh- they should be there. And instead, now I'm looking at like, what is realistic? What's a little bit of a stretch? I want to work for it. But what's a realistic goal that I can achieve? Because momentum comes from achieving these little wins. And so when you, when it's kind of a, I use the example, I recently started working out in the mornings. I, I will say I gained a few pounds during COVID. Uh, I drank a little more during COVID than I, I'm proud of. Um, <laughs> I definitely, use, even though I work from home since like 2016, I used it as an excuse to kind of let loose. <laughs> and, um, and so I've recently been getting up in the mornings to go for a walk slash run because I can't run two and a half miles straight. So I walk and run. And I start out and I'm kind of walking a little bit slow because like I just got out of bed. It's five o'clock in the morning. And then I, I jog a little bit and that's kind of hard. My jog's pretty slow. I look like an old person. And then I walk. And then the next section, I jog a little bit more. And now I'm kind of getting into a stride. It looks a little bit more like my age. And by the end, I'm able to run fluidly at a good pace for that final last quarter mile, feel good about it. It doesn't hurt. I'm not aching because I built on that momentum. I let that happen over time throughout my walk. If I had gotten out of bed and started sprinting down the street, I wouldn't get very far and I'd feel like crap doing it. And so I think so many people are focused on how do I sprint to my goal? How do I, Ooh, I just saw somebody make a hundred thousand dollars in their business in a day. How do I do it? And the thing is, you don't see all the work, all the, all the movement and momentum they created before. The best post I ever saw said, 
How long did it take you to become an overnight success? And I think this is key. No one got there overnight. No one. Even if they got there overnight on the internet, there's a ton of backstory and work and life and, and skills that happened to them prior to that moment of success that you will never know and never see. And so for you to judge yourself against that person, you will never be successful. Instead, you have to start to walk, jog a little bit, build the momentum, and eventually you're going to be running and it's going to be fine. Wow. Well said. <laughs> Very well said. Um... Yeah, there's no, there's no overnight. It's, it's kind of like that iceberg, you know, beneath the water. There's so much more, right, that happened or that goes on under there. So um, we appreciate so much of you being here and all you've given. It's just so amazing. This almost turned into a mini training. So <laughs> you guys better appreciate her time um, and show her some love. But I do have our, our final round of uh, lightning round questions, um, just quick fire hit questions. Um, and uh, we'll go starting with number one. What's your desert island book? My desert island book? Like if I was stranded on a desert island, what book would I read over and over and over again? The Night Circus. And it's not an entrepreneurial book. It doesn't teach you about anything. Um, but I used to hate to read. I'll go really fast on this, but I used to hate to read. I was not good in school. I never got that love for reading. And um, outside of college, uh, Starbucks back in the day used to give these little cards where you could get like a free app or a free game or a free book. And so I got a free book and I had nothing better to do with my time at the time. And it was The Night Circus. Um, N-I-G-H-T, like the night time. And, uh, and I started reading it. And I fell in love with that book. And it sparked my love for reading. And so for me, I will always love that book. I could read it a thousand times over because without having that love of reading, I would not be here today. That is so important to me. Like finding that thing that gets you excited, whether it's a book or whatever, like that thing that just goes, oh my God, I actually do love this thing, which I hated reading. And now I love reading. So that's the book. Nice. Uh, what habit or quality has contributed the most to your success? Um, I think probably the biggest one for me has been my ability to network. Uh, I, I love to connect with people. I, it's funny because I'm perfectly happy to be stranded on a desert island by myself. Leave me alone. No problem. Stick me in a corner in a room. I'm good. I don't need to socialize, but I'm really good at it. And I think so many people forget that on the internet, the person on the other side of that screen, that name and that text, that's a real human being. And so I make an effort to... I show up for people. I comment on their stuff. I connect with them. Um, I engage with them. If somebody gives me value, I will randomly film a testimonial and message it over to them. I have connected with some of the most top, high-level influencers, incredible people, simply by showing up on their stuff and then telling them thank you for, for all the value I learned from them for free over the years. I would say if there's anything that you can do to to build yourself and your 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 business and your income, it would be to get really good at genuinely networking. Nice, yeah, good advice. <laughs> Definitely good advice. What's um speaking of advice? What's uh what piece of advice you're better at giving than you are doing yourself? Uh, definitely the whole piece about the share, the, the transformation and, and not the, the features. I'm really bad because I get so excited about all the features that are included. Like you said, right. With the TVs and stuff like, Oh, but it has 4k and it has 12 HDMIs and you can, you can plug in 652 bit, whatever's. And I'm like, yes, look at all these cool things. And the person's like, yeah, but how clear is the black when I'm watching the screen go black at the end of the handmaid's tale? 
Like, that's what I care. And so I would say I'm really good at telling people to do that piece. I'm, I'm, it is impossible to see, to read the label from inside the bottle. I, I struggle with that a lot. <laughs> I love that. You say the most awesome things. I love that. Um, have you ever been in a fist fight? Uh, so, okay. So I have what is called resting bitch face. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't know because I smile like the entire time I'm on video. I have learned to smile. But I have resting bitch face. Um, and uh, and I actually have this ability to look like I am the last person on the planet you want to F with at any given time. So I have never been in a fist fight. It's gotten close and then literally stared that person down and been like, do you really want to go? And they're, nope, nope, just nope. I'm going to walk away. Just walk away. Walk away. <laughs> Love that. Okay. Um, and, uh, wow. If you could switch lives with anyone, um, real or fictional, who would it be? I wouldn't, honestly. Um, I get the question, you know, if you could go back in time and change one thing, what would you change? And you know what? My life is not perfect. There have been a ton of crappy pieces and a ton of amazing pieces and a ton of hard pieces. Um, but it's mine and it's my story. And I, I, I wouldn't want to trade for anybody else's because I think unfortunately we never see the whole story. And as much as you might think in this moment that you're going through something hard and that somebody else's life is better, uh, there are so many things that we don't know that they're going through. Um, I am damn happy to have the life that I have. And I'm so grateful for all of the hard moments and for all of the incredible moments. And I wouldn't change a thing. Well said. I love it. Um, What's the most embarrassed you've ever been? Um, that's hard because I have the emotional range of a cucumber. So I live my emotions in very short spurts as in like, if I was embarrassed, it probably was only for a moment. And then I moved on. Um, I'm easily embarrassed, but I move on quickly. So I don't know what the most embarrassing moment of my life is. Um, but I could say that there are probably many and that if anything, I've learned from them. Great. <laughs> what's the, what's the one thing about yourself you'd most like to improve? Um, gosh, a lot. I would say uh, my ability to stay committed. Um, I am I am truly an entrepreneur in that I get so excited about so many things. I love to solve problems. Um, I love that I'm a conqueror, so I love to just like solve it and go to the next thing instead of staying on the, on the one thing. Um, but when it comes to, you know, a diet or, um, being consistent on, you know, I'm posting every day or any, like I can commit for a little while and then I just fall off the bandwagon. So I think if there's anything I could change about myself, it would be, um, the, the ability to like stay consistently committed to the things that I'm doing, um, instead of getting excited, it's not true. It's truly not shiny object. I'm not looking for the fast dollar. It's it's the, I'm I'm craving the excitement of mm-hmm. the new thing. Yeah, it's kind of like the, the hunt, like the desire for the hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, like as as I get the kill. I'm like, oh, quick. Okay, we, we uh, got it. Like, <laughs> who are we hunting next? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, if you could play queen for a day, what's one rule in life you would implement that everyone has to adhere to? Day off. Everybody, everywhere has to take a day off during the week. I don't care what day it is. You have to. Um, I recently talked to one of my clients about this because she said, I'm just, I feel like I'm working, uh, I'm working so hard. I'm so busy all the time. And I feel like I accomplish nothing every single day. And I'm like, it's because you're burnt out. Take a day off. I take a ton of self-care days. I 
used to before COVID. I used to travel uh, five to 10 times a year. And people think that's crazy because I have a child with special needs. And I leave her home some of those times. I don't take her with me all the time. I take days off and you have to, if you're going to be successful. I'm sorry, but Gary V, we are not going to grind it out. You and me will have a talk about that someday. Like it is not a grind to success. Like that is not where happiness is. Life needs to be a balance of, mm-hmm. of having those moments where you feel truly connected with you, yourself, and the people you love the most and having those moments where you work hard for the things you want in life. Yeah, Gary V. You heard it from Chantel. <laughs> uh, what's the most scared you've ever been? Um, the most scared I think I've ever been was the moment uh, that the neurologist came in after three days of not knowing what was wrong with our daughter, of her being up in the NICU, of watching my dad cry for the first time ever in my life. And he came into the maternity room where we were. Uh, he opened a red folder and he circled a portion of the MRI scan of her brain and said, do you see this piece right here, this dark spot? Well, that portion of your child's brain is dead. And then he proceeded to physically act out what it would look like for her to have cerebral palsy if she ever walked, he said. Um, that was the most scared I've ever been because it was truly a moment where I felt like I had no control over the future. The good thing is it was a moment. And my husband and I pulled together and we said, well, this is what life gave us and we're going to you know, do what we can. Um, and she's incredible. She's seven years old. She walks, she runs, she jumps, she has her challenges, but like she is incredible. And it's because... We, we took that moment, that fear, that, that heartbreak, um, and we used it. And we said, this is, this is a moment. It's not our lives. Oh, love it. That's great. Uh, finally, what three words would you hope most people would describe you, like we used to describe you? Um, wow. Three words. Sarcastic. <laughs> um passionate. Most people say I'm like a cup of coffee. Like they don't need their coffee after they talk to me. (laughs) Passionate um, and driven. Gotcha. Perfect. Uh, Once again, it's just been so amazing as we, as we close here, um, who would you recommend, who else would you recommend I interview? Um, for affiliate marketing, if you haven't talked to Doug Bouton, he's incredible. Um, I love Doug. I think he's an incredible marketer. He also is just He's, he's like me. He loves to share and he loves to just over-deliver. I hate that word these days, but um, he's not about the dollar. He's about the income or the, the impact. Not about the income, but about the impact. And so I think right. if, if you get a chance to talk to Doug or if you need a connection to Doug, um, he's incredible. I'd agree with you on that. Yes. Um, and uh, what else? What do you have going on in your life right now that you want people to know about as far as business-wise? And where can people go to get a hold of you? Yeah. So um, the best place to follow me as far as business related stuff goes, you can either find me on Facebook, Chantel Page Turner. Like that book's a real page turner. I know people make fun, but it's true. Um, So (laughs) you can find me on Facebook, Chantel Page Turner. Uh, You can join Not Yet Notable. It's a free Facebook group that is really about helping you become that notable leader, that go-to person in your niche. Um, And then we have Notable Leader Army, which is a very low cost, high product, like high production um, continuity program that really helps you get to that next level in your business. Perfect. We appreciate that. And finally, what can I do to help you? Um, I think, you know, I love just to be able to share and to connect with people. And anytime that, you know, if you can connect me to anyone you think could benefit from, from my zone of genius, which we all have, I think that that's like the most yeah, I think I said it either here or in the in the previous episode. Um, word of mouth and referrals is one of the most 
make or break moments in your business. So if I've given value to you and, and you can connect me to anybody else that I can help, then that's a win for me. Gosh, I, I've had so much fun. And I've laughed more than I've ever laughed on any podcast episode. So I really appreciate your time. I think you're just such an amazing soul. And we can see your passion and your willingness to give. So um, once again, her name is Chantel Turner. Please do yourself a favor. Follow her. Join the group. Um, I think your life could be only made better by her energy and her impact. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you so much for not only one, but two episodes of the podcast with us. We really appreciate you and thank you for all you do. Thank you so much for having me on. 